0: America's best 100 men Will test today But only three When the Green Beret Trained to live Off nature's land Trained in combat Hand to hand Men who fight By night and day Courage take From the Green Beret Silver winds Upon their chest These are men America's best One hundred men Will test today But only three Win the Green Beret America's best. He'll be a man. They'll test one day. Have him win the Green
1: Beret. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. J.R. Moore here on Monday. It is Monday, the 15th day of May. We're hoping that uh, Sam will call in. He hasn't called in yet. Once he does, we will begin Firearms Monday. In the meantime, the uh, website for, down, for Freedom Center USA is freedomtrain.net. I say it again, freedomtrain.net. The telephone, he answers the phone beginning Wednesday afternoon. If you want to sign up for a class, have a custom rifle built, get in on a group purchase of thermal imaging. That phone number is 417-718-2597. We've had uh, Sam with us now every Monday for, I don't know, several years. I've lost track of how many years it's been. You know, we had a, a great guy who was uh, with us regarding firearms for a couple of years before that. He got ill and died. He did a great job also. Um, so, uh, I, I look forward um, to uh, having Sam here every morning. Uh, and... Um, Every every Saturday, every Monday morning for firearms Monday, um, and getting great information out about uh, the firearms, the firearms industry, uh, precision marksmanship, uh, reloading, uh, firearms legislation, all all the nuances uh, uh, that that are in the firearm uh, industry. Uh, it's just really good. It, it's uh, so uh, yes, and hopefully he'll call in. Sam's got a lot going on in his life. He has not called in yet. Uh, I don't know what's going on this morning. I know that if there's any way at all he'll that he can call, that he will call. Uh, I'm not nearly as qualified as Sam to answer the questions that he answers. I'll I'll answer. You know, we'll go ahead and start fires Monday without Sam. And if I'm able to answer your farm's question, I will certainly do so. So just give us a call at 512-248-8252 here at Republic Broadcasting. I uh, began my farm's training as a boy with my grandfather, as many uh, youngsters do with their fathers and grandfathers, about eight years old or so. I I got my first Daisy Red Ryder BB gun. I was so proud to have that, I felt like I was... And my parents trusted me with something that was uh, somewhat dangerous. And then my first real firearm was a not much, but uh, I didn't know any better, a Mossberg 20 gauge. It was a model 185K, is in kilo, 12 gauge bolt action shotgun, and not a very desirable firearm, but. For hunting squirrels and rabbits it was actually pretty good for that and that's that's what I wanted for was to hunt rabbits and squirrels with my grandfather. And I I took care of that shotgun like it was something very precious and to me it was very precious. I would um, my 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 parents' home was about a hundred mile drive from my grandparents and I would ride the Continental Trailways bus by myself with my shotgun in a carrying case. And I was so proud to, to be able to do that. I was probably well, uh, about maybe a 10 or 11 years old, something like that. My grandparents would be waiting at the bus stop for me in Potosi, Missouri. And um, we would have a, a, a light lunch and then go back to the family ranch there, uh, 10 miles outside of Potosi where I would spend the next week or so uh, in Boyhood heaven, quite frankly. It was, um, every day was an adventure. with was my, my grandfather teaching me to hunt and to fish and to clean the rabbits, and then my grandmother would, would cook the rabbits and squirrels. The typical was only squirrels. We didn't hunt rabbits in the, in the summertime. Uh, it's not safe. Uh, they, got, they got disease in the summertime that they don't have in the winter. And how to catch and clean the fish and cook the fish um, and it was just wonderful. Uh, my grandfather taught me how to shoot safely, how to clean my rifle. My my my. I eventually did get a rifle. He let me clean his uh, 22 pistol and, and shoot his 22 pistol. I felt so uh, proud and so grown up that he allowed me to uh, carry and shoot his pistol. Um, so it was a great experience for a young man. It really was uh, a lot of responsibility for a youngster good training for a youngster, a lot of fun for a youngster. There were uh, some boys that lived next door that we became friends and would go out into the woods for our our various adventures that boys would do out in the woods. Uh, It was was great, and uh, I'm very glad that I did that. Uh, I wanted to learn some of those things in the Boy Scouts, but uh, I've told this Boy Scout story before, but it's, it's worth telling again. It was quite a disappointment. In 1959, my parents moved to an uh, uh, upper-middle-class Jewish neighborhood called University City. At the time, it was um, an upper-middle-class Jewish neighborhood. Uh, there was about 5% or less Christian children in the uh, in the school that I went to. So uh, the, uh, there was an announcement that they would have the first meeting of the Boy Scouts. This would have been I was in the sixth grade, and uh, I was looking forward to joining the Boy Scouts and learning to do Davy Crockett stuff, go camping, and fishing, and building shelters in the woods, and cooking in the woods, and all these things that Boy Scouts do. So I went to this uh, the first uh, organizational meeting of the Boy Scouts that would have been September of uh, that year, 1959, and uh, there was two uh, young men, uh, fathers of, of the. Boy Scouts that were the leaders of the Boy Scout uh, group troop and they told me what the what the uh, yearly program was going to be, the entire yearly program. First they were going to be uh, going to watch Cardinal baseball. Uh, that was going to be the, the events of, of, the, or of the fall of 1959. Then they would be going to watch the uh, professional basketball team in the winter time and then once spring came uh, would be back to watching the Cardinal uh, baseball team again. That was a whole year program. No mention of going camping or uh, any kind of field craft things that Boy Scouts are always known to do. None none of that whatsoever. I, I asked about that, and I found out that they had no intention of going out in the woods. That was not going to happen. So I never went back. Uh, I, I was there for a very specific Boy Scout reasons not to watch uh, grown men play a game on a field and, and pay money to do it. Uh, that that had no attraction for me whatsoever. I was so disappointed. So I, I had to develop my own Boy Scout program uh, at my grandparents' home in the country, which I did. And I, I subscribed to uh, Outdoor Life and uh, some other um Farms and outdoor-related publications. Which instead of my homework, uh, I read these publications instead. I always got in trouble for that, but I didn't care. And uh, <laughs> um, but I developed basically the same skills that a, a Eagle Scout would develop uh, over those years of of being out in the woods and learning from my grandma grandfather all these various skills that uh, I should have learned in the Boy Scouts but didn't. And that, that was a little disappointing, but that's the way it was. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I um, I became a firearms enthusiast at a young age, and um, when I went in the army, I, I even brought my own can of Browning gun oil with me because I I was concerned the army may not have gun oil. Turned out they had gun oil, but I didn't know that. What did I know as a 19-year-old and uh, coming out of high school? Um, and our training rifle and basic training was the M14 a magnificent battle rifle. It's it's outdated now in some ways, on one hand. On the other, when our troops went to Afghanistan 20 years ago, uh, more than 20 years ago, they brought the uh, M14s out of mothballs and, and attached 10-power riflescopes to them for the following reason. The, uh, the Mujahideen the, uh, that we were fighting there, they were standing off 600, 800 yards, 1,000 yards with 100-year-old British infield uh, bolt-action rifles and shooting our guys who couldn't shoot back because the M16 simply couldn't shoot that far with any kind of accuracy or power, either one. So so, uh, that's what we did. We brought the uh, M14s out of storage, uh, cleaned them up, uh, mounted 10-power scopes on them, a friend of mine, his son, was in Afghanistan, and a uh, sergeant called everybody together and and asked all the soldiers who knows what an M14 is, and um, the only guy that did was my friend's son, and they issued him the M14 with the 10 power scope on it, um, and um, that's that's what they did, and, um, and they were probably still doing it when we left with our tails behind our legs. Um, a couple of years ago. What a fiasco that was. After what we did in, in leaving Saigon in 1975, you would think they wouldn't repeat that again, but basically it was repeated uh, again, uh, except what we, left, what we left behind in Vietnam was inconsequential. What we left behind, because I know our guys destroyed anything they couldn't carry off in terms of high-tech comp- uh, equipment, but we we left behind perfectly functional, high-tech equipment, including what I regard as one of the most uh, important, one of the most valuable things we left behind, was uh, mounted in the the American aircraft that we left behind, was the devices that allow us and our radar technicians uh, to tell the difference between American aircraft and enemy aircraft. And I'm sure within days, the Russians and the Chinese were... Buying the equipment from the Afghans and bringing it back to Russia and bringing it back to China, so they could duplicate um, this equipment, so it could be used against us. So that when the uh, Chinese jet fighters are crossing the Taiwan Straits, uh, the Chinese will have the Taiwanese will have great difficulty telling the difference between friend and foe. When the Russian jets and Chinese jets are attacking the United States. If that ever happens, coming out of Venezuela, coming out of Cuba, coming out of Canada, our NORAD, North North American radar people, we have great difficulty telling the difference between friend and foe. What an absolute nightmare! Of course, the is flying, they'll be able to tell. It's, it, get up close enough, you know, assuming you do get close enough, you can tell the difference between a, a Russian jet fighter and an American jet fighter. Of course you can. That's a really close, by the way. Well, these modern weapons, they have standoff distances of miles, many miles. And being able to, to, to tell friend from foe is not optional. It is absolutely mandatory with these standoff weapons that they have. What a a shame. Now, of course, these things work in the reverse, don't they? The um, Russian, uh, now they've got this equipment, the Russians and the Chinese can tell the American aircraft from their own at a great distance. That's that's a huge advantage. That's a massive advantage. And... uh, That combined with some of the other things, the uh, Russians have missiles that go five times the speed of sound. There's rumors. I've seen no confirmation that we have. The United States has space-based laser weapons that can take these things out. I hope they exist. I don't know if they exist. I hope they exist. If they if they don't exist, we're toast. Like if it when it comes to defending our country against. Missiles that can go five times the speed of sound. Torpedoes that can go 100 miles an hour. We've all seen the videos of, uh, usually World War II, World War II torpedoes going through the water. They're not going all that fast. They really aren't. But a torpedo going 100 miles an hour, that's fast enough that a big ship can't possibly get out of the way. There's no way. Cannot possibly get out of the way. And countermeasures, I'm not sure what countermeasures there would be against a torpedo going 100 miles an hour or more. It may even go faster than that, I don't know. I like to talk about preparedness a lot. That's one of my mantras. I have been. I did my first preparedness consultation in the summer of 1977. A couple flew their airplane in, not commercially, flew their airplane in from Las Vegas. We spent the day together, and, and we all got a lot out of it. You're on your own, ladies and gentlemen. And we have FEMA. We have Department of Homeland Security. These are part of the United States federal government. The same federal government that couldn't find a Superdome in New Orleans for a week. Yeah, that government. That one. The same government that uh, sends off uh, men dressed uh, in a female admiral's uniform to represent the United States at international conferences. Yeah, that government. You're going to depend on them to provide what your family needs to be safe? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, you're on your own, baby. That means a safe haven. Now, what is a safe haven? safe haven is a place where you and your family will have shelter, a, a proprietary source of water, a way to grow food in a area that's preferably 100 miles plus away from a major metropolitan area. Now, what's a major metropolitan area? That's a quarter million people or more. A smaller city like uh, Springfield, Missouri, is a quarter million people. Once you're 10 or 15 miles away from there, you're pretty safe, actually. Springfield has the same problems a major city does. They're just not quite as big as far as homeless and drug problems and so forth. That seems to be endemic of of any and all American cities these days, major cities. And in the smaller towns... You'll see smaller examples of, of those issues, homeless people and, and uh, drug problems and so forth. So a safe haven is a place where you and your family can be safe, can have all the water they need, have, the, have the, be able to grow food, and be part of a community. Preferably, as we like to say, a community of like-minded people. That would be a really good thing to have that. Now, you, know, you may you may think to yourself, well, it's too late. I can't. I don't have time to do that. Well, it's never too late. As long as everything's still working, the power grid is up. There's no Chinese parachutes come dropping out of the sky. It's not too late. Not too late to get started. Whether you're, no matter what your financial situation is. You know, I know nearby Burnham, Missouri, there's apartments for low-income people. It's not going to be a homestead, but you'll be in a nice small town. Here's our break. We'll be right back.
3: Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors banners to support RBN.
2: Simply clean foods. Do
4: it today. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel with all their tools, federal reserve system, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines
0: I was in the land of Cottonwood And there I've not forgotten Look away, look away, look away,
5: Dixieland In Dixie's land where I was born in early on, on a frosty morning, Look away, look away, look away,
0: Dixieland
1: Back, ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here on Monday, the 15th of May. This hour is sponsored by EMP Shield. If you, and if you want to protect your car, your spouse's car, the car that youngster off to college, the exact same equipment the Department of Defense uses, no difference, same production line, same equipment, you can do that with a very nice $50 discount on each piece of equipment at thelibertyman.com. We have open lines here at Republic Broadcasting. The call number is 512 248 I watched over the years uh, the uh, changing uh, preferences of Americans when it came, comes to handguns. Um, the uh, trend towards semi-automatic pistols began, I, I would say, in the 1970s and um, continues to this day where uh, most men and women that are uh, planning to carry a concealed firearm, they gravitate towards the semi-automatics. Um, and, uh, a lot of that's driven by movies and TV shows, not necessarily by you know, what, what is necessarily the best. And, uh, well, I've seen many times, uh, of course, I'm a concealed carry instructor, have been for more than 20 years. Um, many women, uh, they, uh, they get some bad advice, some bad instruction from my well-meaning husband, boyfriend, father, brother. Uh, grandfather, well-meaning, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, they hand a heavy-caliber semi-automatic pistol to a petite woman about the size I was when I was 12 years old, about five foot two, maybe 120 pounds. Here, honey, shoot this. And that big, heavy, powerful gun hurts, it's unpleasant, and they don't want anything to do with shooting a handgun again, because they think that's what handguns are, is large, powerful, uncomfortable pistols that hurt their hands. Um, many women have difficulty uh, working the mechanism of a semi-automatic pistol. That's pretty ubiquitous. It's, I would say more than half of all the s- female students I've had uh, have difficulties racking the slide on a semi-automatic pistol, especially a full-size heavy-caliber Pistol like a nine millimeter um and uh here's why for women especially petite women but, but many women when i'm uh, when they're asking my advice about what to get i typically recommend uh, the following uh a if you're going to it depends if you're going to be carrying if you're going to keep it by the on the bed stand. Um, but, uh, a 38 caliber revolver. Uh, if they're a little bit larger, woman maybe a 3 357 caliber revolver, shooting a 38 uh, ammunition instead of 3 357 magnum. Uh, the extra weight of the th- 357 magnum revolver, shooting a, a reduced power cartridge like the 38, makes it very controllable for most women most of the time. Now, if a woman is really petite and uh, has, uh, uh, needs a smaller caliber I recommend the uh, 32 caliber revolver which has a much milder recoil uh, people have other issues they could have uh, arthritis for example which would make shooting a heavy caliber pistol uh, a painful experience, I don't want, want to do that a 32 caliber revolver is much more uh, mild in terms of the recoil so that's a, a good choice for a lot of women um, in, in the modern age you know, men and women get caught up with uh, magazine capacity in the, uh, of, of these pistols thinking they need a pistol that, that holds a dozen or 18 or 19 or 20 rounds um, I can't deny that the possibility exists that, that much uh, ammunition would be necessary uh, that, that possibility however is quite rare rarely does a person need a high capacity and uh it looks like uh we may have sam with us uh sam are you there sir you're on me good mo-
6: good morning john
1: i'm here good to have you with us we were wondering what was going on with you i thought maybe the gypsies had carried you off um so uh it, it's farms monday and uh, uh i've already given out the website i've given out the phone phone number and uh, what's uh relevant in terms of firms and the industry that need to talk about this morning, sir?
6: Well, I can tell you this, Vermont just signed a law into place that makes it illegal to train with firearms. It's a fascinating piece of
7: legislation. Really? Oh
6: yeah. Um, And they couch everything with some sort of clause, like uh, with intent to do harm. You know, I'll have to I'll have to pull the legislation up on the break and uh, find that clause exactly. But they're now going after people that have training ranges.
1: Well, we need many more details on that. We have a break. The call numbers five one two two four eight eight two five two. We'll be right
4: back.
7: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey there,
3: are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease Off Drop and Lift?
2: What in the world is an Ease Off Drop and Lift?
3: O-f-f-dot-com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
2: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. Mr. Simon, Bring me Dear Liberty Man, my aches and pains are making it hard for me to sleep at night. Ugh. What's a girl to do? Signed, Sleepless in St. Louis.
1: Dear Sleepless, I recommend the Energy Cleaner. The Energy Cleaner transmits a healing electrostatic signal to every cell in your body, flushing out toxins, relieving pain, aiding with sleep. The Energy Cleaner is sold exclusively at my website, thelibertyman.com, and Sleepless, there's a bonus. Signed, the Liberty Man.
2: Thanks to the energy cleaner, I'm sleepless no more. And let's just say there's plenty more going on in my bedroom than dreams and snoring. I've got to go, he's at the door.
3: My name is Don Wiskin and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call one 928-8822 928-8822 that's 1-877-928-8822 or visit cartdrop.com Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two month supply of either capsules or liquid
8: Extend your life
9: with ExtendoVite There's a point point seven
6: thousand 7,000 RPM
4: everything fades the machine becomes weightless just disappears and all that's left is a body
6: moving through space and time 7,000 rpm that's where you need it you feel it coming creeps up on you close in your
4: ear Ask you a question. The only question that matters.
1: Who are you? Alright, we're back ladies and gentlemen. My website is thelibertyman.com. If you have not watched the documentary, Died Suddenly, the free download of my website most of the documentary is uh, three um, embalmers being interviewed about what they're pulling out of dead people's bodies when, in the embalming process. They're pulling out these very disgusting, long uh, clots. They're not normal blood clots. Normal blood clots are made from human blood that coagulates, but uh, they're pulling out these structures out of people's femoral arteries, uh, four inches long, ten inches long. Two feet, three feet long. It's very disgusting, very scary. If you have issues with arthritis pain, you need an energy cleaner. You really do. I offer a 90-day money-back guarantee to give you some peace of mind. Less than $300, only $285 shipping included. The mattress pads that go with it—they vary in price depending on what you need—and um, check that out at my website. You can place your right there using PayPal, or you can call my toll-free line 24 hours a day: 800-592-9543. Visiting with Sam Andrews, the proprietor of Freedom Center USA, world class rifle and pistol training in beautiful Lebanon, Missouri. The website is freedomtrain.net. Excellent video there, teach you how to properly clean your rifle. Freedomtrain.net. The telephone will be answered beginning Wednesday afternoon at 417 718 2597. Sam, were you able to refresh your memory about the Vermont Lawser? You're on, you're on mute there, Sam.
6: Yes, I've got something right here. Hold on just a second. I've got uh, an article on the AP, and they talk about making a firearm, explosives, incendiary devices, training demonstrating the use of firearms, uh, or anything that might cause injury or death and could be used in the furtherance of a civil disorder. I mean, this stuff looks so unconstitutional, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, they're attacking one particular guy. Uh, let me see if I can find his name. Daniel Benier and his supporters. The Vermont Environmental Court said that Banyer was in contempt of court for deliberately flouting a series of court orders issued the owner of the 30-acre firearms training center in southern Vermont has until summer to remove all unpermitted buildings on the site. Neighbors have complained about gunfire and what they consider threats by the owner and his supporters. And, I, and I'm, I'm just a little curious. If the man has committed crimes, why don't they just convict him of the crimes? Right. Right. Why are they attacking his business? Why are they saying, you know, that he can't do this particular thing? Now, I haven't read the whole law itself, but it it says that it exempts law enforcement activity, lawful activity by Norwich University or an educational institution where military science is taught, and it also does not apply to self-defense instruction. And so, it, self-defense instruction, it's, it just appears that this law law is vague, and that it, it, it's designed to attack a particular person. And I get really nervous when a law says, the government can do this, but a civilian cannot.
1: Well, what I've seen in the past, Sam, I'm sure you have as well, where a, a gun range will be uh, open for business for decades, and then someone moves uh, nearby uh, knowing full well, or they should have known full well, that they're moving next to a gun range, and then complains about the noise. You've heard that and seen that, haven't you?
6: Oh, yeah. It's happened many, many times across the country. And they try to take away the property owner's rights that owns and runs the gun range. Right. Right. And uh, it's uh, it's a remarkable thing to witness. But, uh, yeah, this these laws, any law that doesn't protect everyone equally, any law that grants rights to the government or permissions to the government that it doesn't grant to the people, these types of things make me really, really uncomfortable. And when it comes to firearms, when that happens, it's obviously a usurpation of power being taken away from the people.
1: Absolutely. You ready for our first call here, Sam? Please. Okay, Sharon in Canada. Good morning, Sharon.
9: Good morning. Hey, listen, I'm just about on my way out, but um, I spoke uh, about a month ago about getting the militia onto the uh, the border, and Sam had said something. There would be, you know, so much vast border coverage. And so the last week, Randy Taylor was saying virtually the same thing that I said when he was on the Doug Hagman show. So, you know what? I'm in my 70s, and I stood in the freezing cold, 20 below zero with the truckers last year, wearing my father's coat. Now, he was in the Second and Korean War. I wore his Korean War jacket, and it was so cold it took your breath away. far as I'm concerned, the U.S. men have been waving the white flag of surrendering by not protecting their borders. They don't need to do the whole span. Just get down to where the buses are. Get it organized, men.
1: All right. And uh, that would be to keep illegal aliens from coming from Canada into the United States, Sharon?
9: No, keep the from the, Mex- the Texan border.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure which border you're talking about. All right.
9: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody from Canada wants to go to the U.S.
1: They don't. Really?
9: <laughs> well, not not too many. Yeah. Okay. We, we see what's going on. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so I would say uh, get together with Randy Taylor and get this thing moving. The the less every day that goes by is thousands more immigrants coming in. So I gotta sign off. I'm just on my way out the door, but I'll be interested in hearing the comments.
1: Okay, go All ahead. All right. Uh, bye bye. Thank you, Sharon. You got a response for Sharon's comments or Sam?
6: Absolutely. I know a little bit about this subject since I have friends that have worked on the border trying to prevent illegal immigration. And since I have looked at a number of the most recent stats. So despite what you're hearing in the media, um, immigration, illegal immigration was at an all-time low under Donald Trump. It, under at least a 40, 50-year low, if not an all-time low. And Biden took over. And now we have 8,500 to 12,000 Illegal immigrants coming across every single day. Okay, now that's a quarter of a million a month, folks. There's only 500,000 people in the whole state of Wyoming. So in two months, under the current rate of illegal immigrants flooding into this country, we will have added a population equivalent to the whole state of Wyoming. Uh, This is not immigration. This is invasion. Okay? It absolutely needs to be stopped. The caller is 100% correct. The governors of these southern states, I wouldn't say the men in general in the United States, but the governor and a number of supposed Republicans have waved the white flag of surrender to this invasion. The caller is absolutely correct. And... I don't know what on earth will ever get American men motivated to do the right thing by their country anymore. Uh, Maybe it'll be the women that motivate them. Who knows? But this country is filled with a bunch of men that are the equivalent of what we call soy boys. They don't take care of themselves. They don't work out. They don't act like men. They're literally the facade of a man. They don't make decisions like men. Their diet is terrible. Their level of self-care is terrible. Their physical abilities are almost non-existent. And, you know, um, if the boot fits, lace the son of a gun up. You know, uh, I agree with the caller in so many ways. Um, and I don't want to piss a lot of people off. These are the opinions of Sam Andrews, not RBN. But honestly, the American men in so many ways, ways collectively as a group are not acquitting themselves as men right now and the people that are in charge in texas and in new mexico and in arizona they're not acting like men interested in defending this country against an invasion so
1: sam uh, i get a lot of my news from a, a place called the liberty daily and there's a About a 30-second video, they're taking at a place called the El Paso Center, which I assume is in El Paso, Texas. Um, There's uh, several hundred uh, illegal aliens uh, in this room. I've I've watched this video carefully, and a number of these men are standing at parade rest, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Most men without military training don't stand at parade rest when they're just casually standing around, do they? Definitely not. Well, you can see that for yourself, and anybody can. And uh, these are men, I, what I look for is good posture, thick necks, uh, and that's what I see, good posture and thick necks. Uh, that's why I look for, when I'm looking for alpha male warriors. How about yourself? Yeah,
6: the thing that I would add to that are the eye movement patterns. Simply, you know, an alpha warrior uh has completely different eye movement patterns even when they're at rest because of the level of alertness that they have and they're training to be uh, situationally aware, 360 degrees in their environment. Uh, I remember walking into an airport with my ex-wife and uh, we were standing in an area and I was looking over and I saw a gentleman sitting on, the, on one of the chairs uh, by the uh, terminal And I looked at my wife and I said, "Uh, now there's a SF warrior right there. And he was in civilian street clothes. And she said, oh, you can't tell that. And I said, well, when you get your coffee, we'll go over and sit down next to him. We'll find out. And we went over and sat down next to him, chatted him up. I I asked him what base he was headed to next. And he said, oh, I'm going back to Fort Bragg. I work there. Right. Right. and she was just aghast that I could pick a guy out of street clothes that was an SF warrior found out he worked for CAG he was an, he was a really interesting guy and, and, a, and an American hero by any measure and uh, she was just stunned that I could pick that guy out of a crowded airport but it's easy actually
1: if you know what you're looking at right, right well, uh, alpha male warriors can easily and quickly identify other alpha male warriors and that's just who we are um, and uh, Anyway, Sam, um, at the top of the hour, I, I would love to, love to get a uh, farm tip of the week, sir. Um, what uh, upcoming training uh, at Freedom Center could people be interested in, sir? Let me
6: uh, get to that schedule here quickly. Okay. Because we okay. do have some openings uh, in some basic classes. And uh, it's uh, it's interesting. We've had a big increase in second and third and fourth course enrollment this year but had a drop-off in basic training, uh, the basic class. Uh, so we do have some openings here fairly soon. Let me see if I can get to the schedule quickly, and here we are. Okay, so our next class uh, starts the 18th, which is Thursday of this week. We actually have two op- several openings in that class Um, the Basic Handgun and Rifle Series. Then we have Introduction to Thousand Yard Shooting on May 27th and 28th. And then we have uh, three openings in the Basic Tactical Handgun and Rifle course on June 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. If you're interested in taking a basic course, and you can make that June 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th class, I would highly recommend that you do that before it gets too hot. If you're older or you're not in great shape, um, that's a class you definitely want to try and get into. We've got a couple of spots open in that course, Uh, so give me a call, and I'll get you in that class. We have a basic class in July 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. We have an enhanced marksmanship class on July 1st uh, and 2nd. We have another introduction to 1,000-yard shooting July 15th and 16th. So we've definitely got some openings in some classes. Give me a call. We'll get you signed up.
1: Right. And that phone number will be answered being Wednesday afternoon at 417- 718-2597. Seven one eight two five nine seven. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a new listener, you, you may not know that there's been an ongoing legal situation, uh, a civil lawsuit, neighbors of Sam's trying to steal the property. And it's an expensive proposition. Uh, good quality legal defense is expensive. At my website, at thelibertyman.com, you'll find a panel dedicated to the legal defense. There's a paypal donation button there it's easy a physical address to mail a check or a money order and we expect to have a trial date soon don't we sir
6: yeah we should have a scheduling order here um within a few days and uh that'll lock everything down not just the trial date because they've been delaying delaying we're actually on the dismissal docket for half of that lawsuit We're, we're about to get half of it dismissed I don't know how that turned out. I'm going to have to look it up or or call my attorney. But uh, things are moving well. We're winning. And uh, it's a good thing. Uh, so the help that we've gotten has kept us in the fight and has made all the difference in the world.
1: And I appreciate all you guys. Well, uh, we're, that's what we're doing what we can. And you got a question or comment? We got open lines. At, uh, oh, we do have a caller here. Well, we got a caller. Looks like Chris in Virginia. Good morning, Chris. Brett coming up. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chris. Go ahead, Chris.
8: Sorry, sorry. I uh, just wanted to call in real quick since Sam got on. Sam, you're one of the only people out there fighting, man. We appreciate you. Um,
6: well, th- thanks for that. I'm not the only one, but I am in the fight.
8: Yeah, I was just thinking. I meant to say, oh, can I hold over? Hold yes, over please. through the break. Oh, we'll be right All back. Right.
0: The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit NaturalEarthMedicine.com. That's NaturalEarthMedicine.com.
7: That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. So let's fix bayonets. We'll
3: have the advantage of moving down the hill. They got to be tired, the revs. They got to be close to the end if we are. So fix bayonets. Ellis, wait, Ellis, you take
8: the left wing. I'll take the right. I want a right wheel forward of the whole regiment. What, you mean charge? Yes, but here's what we do. We're going to charge swinging down the hill. Just like we pulled back to this left side of the regiment, now we're going to swing it down. We swing like a door. We're going to sweep them down the hill just as they come up. Understand?
9: Does everybody understand? Yes, yes sir!
1: All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, go ahead, Chris, what's your question or comments, sir? Chris, go ahead. Hello, Chris.
8: Did we all lose right, Chris? Mute again. There we are. Right, mute again. Uh, I was just going to say a couple of thoughts real quick. Um, Sam, I think we're going to, and guys, I think uh, I've had a lot of revelations recently, and one of them was last night in my kitchen with my wife. So I got real excited because I realized that we all, we want to fight. We want to fight. And I have actually prayed and cried to God and said, just give me the opportunity to fight. And I've just thought about last night. I was like, wait a second. When Obama is running these cartel members and running them against us, and we're ambushing them in the woods, basically there's all these soy, all these people that you just can't stand, that just non-player characters, all these people that are just complete wusses. They're going to pee their pants, and they're going to be looking at you, and you're going to be going, I told you so. Now what's it like, huh? How's that sports game? How's that football, right? How's that Xbox? Still eating your Cheetos and watching your Netflix? It's gonna be—it's actually gonna be pretty nice. So I just wanted to say that.
1: All right, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Sammy, <laughs> you followed Chris's comments.
6: Well, I think our founding fathers uh, really laid the path uh, for major change. Um. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it done without without fighting. The fighting is the last option. Anyone that's ever been to war, you've ever had a buddy die in your arms, you've ever watched your friends get blown up, you've ever uh, been in that environment, you understand that fighting is absolutely the last option, and it's the worst option. Uh, your caller is correct about uh, so many people, uh being distracted by sports and xbox and these other things that just don't matter in the long run and it's what we call pleasure seeking and you know really hard tough determined men that fight and die for the freedom of others provide success for society eventually because freedom breeds success and unfortunately success generationally, generationally eventually breeds some laziness and some complacency. And then the tyrants move in and take advantage of the lazy and the complacent, and then the cycle seems to repeat itself. Uh, But we have a responsibility as Americans to fight first electorally. Let's take our election system back. Let's get rid of the corruption. Let's do all of these things that need to be done take over our city councils, take over our county councils, take over our school boards, take over our state governments, and if we can do that in about 35 to 40 states, we could take back America at the federal level, which, by the way, will be the biggest challenge of all at this point. It's because the system is quite corrupt. But uh, war's the last option, fighting's the last option, but that's no excuse not to be prepared.
1: Roger that. We have a five-hour break. We'll have a firearms tip of the week after the break. We'll be right back.
3: Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com/slash RBN.
5: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.